Oh, what up, guys and girls? It is Bobby. And Sean. And we're back, baby. Oh, my God. This is a legitimate we're back, though. So it's it's not our fault. Don't blame us. There's a lot of things going on in the world. And this was definitely Rush's fault for the podcast taking a very long break. Yeah, you know how it is. Life happens. I go away, come back, get busy, work. Sean's busy doing law stuff. Yeah, if you want someone to represent you in an automobile accident, you're going to want to know that at least I put in a couple months of really hard effort learning about torts, which was two years ago. But you don't want me to, to slack off in law school, right? And same way, you don't want me to slack off in surgery training. No, no, I definitely want to make sure, you know, when the surgeon comes in and says, as you're getting put under with the, the sleeping gas, it's your right leg, right? And it's your left. You know, you, you, there's a reason why they ask you that because they're probably not confident. I did make the mistake uh, about a couple of weeks ago. I put the wrong side on the consent form and we had this nice discussion of which side was the correct side. So there's that. That is such a fear of mine. And there's like nothing you can do about it either when you're passing out. And you're just like, I hope this man is joking. I hope this man is joking. Yeah. Well, did you chop the wrong side off, though, at the end of the day? No, I think pretty sure we did the right side. Well, it also doesn't matter because it was for uh, breast cancer and there was a wire in the, the right side. So, like, it doesn't really matter, or the correct side. So, it doesn't even matter, like, which side it is, what to put it in the side form because it's oh. obvious which side is the correct side because there's a, literally a piece of metal sticking out from her boob. Wow. I mean, the more you know. Um, but speaking of the more you know, there are so many topics that uh, I feel it's like a month or two ago when we were trying to work out schedules. This is how long it's been. Um, the last duel had just come out or was in theaters or straight to HBO Max. I don't remember which. It's with Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon. Um, Let's Go Brandon was like a thing still. And it's still a thing. It's still a thing, but like it had just really started picking up. And um, oh, eating and fitness if you are a winter recycle. Somebody had asked us a question. Mm. So sorry we're getting to it uh, months later. <laughs> I hope you're still not there. <laughs> Otherwise, you've probably figured it out. Uh, COVID and the Omicron variant or the Omicron, as uh, some politicians refer to it. That was a thing. I guess COVID still is a thing now. Thank you, Europe. Um, celebrity fitness and the Chris Hemsworth app. I don't know why I wrote that down as a topic we should discuss, but maybe celebrity fitness. Mm-hmm. Spartan races. I wrote them down and have an emoji next to them of being like really angry. So I must have seen something on YouTube or some celebrity Insta person must have done one and I was just disgusted. Uh, oh, then now we get now I know where we are because this is specific to New Year's. Uh, New Year's, trying to keep your abs for the holidays, and this idea that you survived is good enough is just such weak behavior and, a, and it's a, just a, a weak mentality to have. I can't remember if that was referring to gaining weight over the holiday season or to surviving COVID for the last years. I don't know. There was a DUI, I think, in the 502nd. And there was a company recall. I think we shared like the screenshot of what that message was. Dave Castro was fired from CrossFit. Oh, wow. And I think there's a big gap here. And then I've written down Ukraine, the CrossFit games, the new Batman movie, 
the Thor versus Eddie boxing match, uh, which I watched yesterday, and it looked like a video game. And then finally F1 was back, and that was pretty much everything that I'd taken notes for. So now that you've memorized all of those topics, please jump in. <laughs> should we approach this chronologically, or what do you think we should do? Maybe start from back to forward. So the Thor versus Eddie fight. Did not watch it. Watched some clips of it. Watched Eddie get like essentially knocked down a couple of times. I don't know. There's a bunch of drama leading up to it. I remember seeing some, some stuff on social media about like Thor throwing an energy drink at Eddie Hall and Eddie Hall's kid or something. And then Eddie Hall is like comforting his kid or some shit. Kind of yeah, Eddie was definitely the jerk in this situation. I am a much bigger Eddie Hall fan than I am of Thor because I hate rain energy drink. Don't ever contact us to sponsor the podcast. You're garbage. It's okay. For the right price. I like monster. For the right price, you're not garbage. Um, But Bang Energy is definitely garbage. Will never be sponsored. Them or Gymshark. Anyway, speaking of cutting sponsors right off the table, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, we could use a new sponsor. Um, Yeah, the... Eddie just kind of like stirred the pot and I think Thor was way more polished in his answers and the whole press conference leading up to it. Uh, He threw a drink, I think, in response to Eddie telling him that his mom should shut up the whole, you know, don't talk to my mom like that. And in general, Thor's clearly prepared for this boxing match, both from a conditioning standpoint from learning some basic technique, Eddie's whole approach to the fight. And I say like a video game, uh, during the intro, because he would just turn and he was just like loading up that right fist. Mm -hmm. And you could just see like a fake power meter underneath and you're going up against the boss of some level. And then right hook comes and you miss it. And now you've got like a 15 seconds to put in as many combos as you can. And you're slowly just taking down, you know, the energy, um, the fight wasn't that impressive. Uh, I was really hoping they should just go to an MMA format, to be honest, no more boxing. I just want to see the strongest men on earth, literally tear each other apart. Like the detachable kid, just rip arms off. I don't think it'd be fun to watch though. Cause like, uh, just be like, you know, big ass men just laying on top of each other. <laughs> Not knowing how Okay. To do uh, have you ever seen gorillas fight? No, I've seen YouTube's of them. Uh, they're entertaining. I can only imagine what you know the not apex, you know, mammal doing that to another, you know, very fit individual. Like, can you imagine if you had Brian Shaw? Uh, now I'm blank. We had Thor, Eddie, Brian. Who's the guy that just uh, Martin won? Yeah, Marcus Martin Martin Sleesis. Yeah, him. Um, the dude that got second, the Arnold Strongman from Ukraine, like just put them all in a, in a little ring and just shut the door and say like five men enter, one man leave. Like we'll make this uh, Mad Max rules. I'll pay for that, and I won't watch it on Seggy TV because that was also brutal. They, uh, I know, I remember World Strongest Man back in like the nineties or something. They used to do like a, like one of the events was like. I can't remember if it was like wrestling or some kind but it was like some kind of like strongman versus strongman like physical event 
mean, that's what you really lift for, right? Like I lift because I want to be strong so that if it ever comes down to me and another person, obviously with a little bit of technique with like a jujitsu or a army combatives, I know I'm going to be victorious. Like, but I want to see that in like the, the peak strongman competitions from here on out. Do you hear me, Rogue? Do you hear me, Arnold? Like building some combatives here. They do have the slap fights. They have the slap fights at Arnold. That's pretty cool. I didn't see that. It's uh, I don't quite get it because you just slap the shit off somebody else until the other person falls. It seems kind of strange, you ask me. I think uh, that came from Russia. Am yeah. I? So we can't talk about it. Why would you do that? We're about to get sanctioned by Apple. Uh, yeah, great. But God damn it. it. Okay, so we talked about Thor v. Eddie. The movie Batman. Didn't watch it. That was like the most emo Batman I've ever seen, but it was such a good three hours in the theater. Uh, Robert Pattinson was great. They really needed, though, like... Like, My Chemical Romance could have been playing during the car chase with Colin Farrell's Penguin, which, by the way, unrecognizable. I, I would not have known that that was Colin Farrell, but for someone telling me. So, But you didn't watch it, so we can't talk about that. Sorry to the listeners who were hoping for our Batman take. Yeah, I did not see it. I'm not sure if I will see it. Three hours is a long time for me to, to commit to something, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought so, but it was one of the few movies I've seen in theaters, and genuinely, it 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 seemed like a very short three hours. Hmm, interesting. Um, it was that good. The pace is great. It was really kind of a detective movie. Batman did not like hold punches back, and I know everyone just absolutely loves the. Was it Christopher Nolan was the last director? Mm-hmm. With Christian Bale, like everyone loves that Batman, and I think they they fangirl out on it uh, too much. I thought this Batman was wonderful. Um, I'll be looking forward to. I mean, he's put out like a lot of good movies, and I say he without modifying who I'm talking about. Uh, Robert Pattinson is a phenomenal actor. Like he was great in The King with Timothy Charlemagne. Mm. Um, he's a good actor. Twilight just sucked, and it. I think it really took away from his his potential, you know, five, six years ago. Yeah, he's in the you know, in the lighthouse Willem Dafoe. Although I haven't seen it, but apparently I haven't seen it either. That. I'm gonna say I really liked it because it was super artsy. So it was shot in black and white and it was based off of a Greek something Greek, so it must be like really artsy. Mm. Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't seen it. I haven't really seen too many movies lately. Um, the last movie I think I saw was like in theaters is James Bond. And that was back in like, yeah, I don't even remember when James <laughs> Bond came out because it's on it's on demand now. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna keep going through these. The CrossFit Games, uh, twenty two point three ended. I don't know how the format is set up because Dave Castro has been fired. The workouts seem really short this yeah, year. The workouts are kind of lame in my opinion. Um, if we're gonna do well, like there are okay workouts i'll put it that way like there are good workouts of like fitness workouts but i would say they're not very good tests of fitness i really enjoyed 2000 maybe it was 17 or 18 when there was both i think a clean ladder and a snatch ladder built into separate 
workouts where you had like the 30 double unders and then it was the clean the the snatches going all the way up to I think 225 or 245 maybe even 275 and you would add weight every single time and the the snatch ladder would be descending so I think it was 50 double unders maybe 10 uh, squat snatches at 95 50 double unders eight at 135 that was a really good workout. We did something like that at uh, Audie Murphy where we did a, a row combo um, and I think a hang squat snatch uh, one day, which was really, really fun. You've probably seen it programmed because I do everything based on my past life with Bobby. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I was like the – I mean they're like good like workout workouts, but I wouldn't say they're not – they're not really good test – like test of fitness. Like, you know, like what the first one was uh, – the deadlifts and burpee bar facing burpees it's like which don't even look anymore like bar facing burpees they, i i watched uh the t claire to me youtube channel and they like game out how they step slash oh, yeah. jump over the yeah. bar it's no Steps longer the, up and jumps yeah it's awful it's like it, it should be a legitimate almost like the eight count push-up or something like you get up you have to be facing the bar mm-hmm. both feet together jumping it's this weird stagger if the whole point is being the most fit it just seems like we're cutting corners for the sake of fitness. Like it's still clearly impressive that they're moving, but they're not standing all the way up. It's almost like they're just doing a bear crawl over the bar. It's really weird how they're saying there's certain fitness movements, but they're just gaming the movement. Um, I feel like you could, you've seen that on the PT test with push-ups and mm-hmm. people that have like the short upper arm and it's crap. Yeah. And then the, the first workout was like a 15 minute AMRAP of like dumbbell snatches, wall walks, and bar like box jump overs, which is like an okay workout, but it's hardly like you know a hard workout. You just have to keep moving. And the third one was like an okay test, but it was like thrusters and like the bar like pull ups, chest bars, and bar muscle ups. Like yeah, if you're like you know, I guess if you're like a really high level crossfitter that workout's like kind of a joke you can do all do everything unbroken but and then it's just down to who's the shortest person that can move the smoothest and the quickest yeah yeah and i don't recognize really anyone in the crossfit community now i mean i still watch it i'll I'll like the was it carrie ritchie the english Mm -hmm. dude he's got a good youtube uh presence and he stays on top of everything but even watching his stuff weekly I couldn't tell you who the CrossFit Games athletes are now. I, the Justin Medeiros guy, I feel like congratulations, you won. Matt Fraser needs to be there in order to like – you need to beat that guy. Just like Matt Fraser needed to beat Rich Froning to be taken seriously for a number of years. No offense. But like, I want to see the best go out losing. I don't want to see the best being like, oh, I, I won. I'm going to take my time off now and still do the workouts and – act like I could still be there. Like literally stop lifting, right? You're done. Tom Brady. Oh, now that he's back. Yeah. Um, how, how terrible would it be to be that guy that bought his last touchdown ball, $500,000 and then he comes back? Oh, that? that would be, uh, I mean, you're an idiot. I, I would never buy a piece of sports memorabilia like that. That's just, you got it. One, if you have the money, who cares? But I would waste my money on something even cooler. 
Um, way cooler than than that. Let me let me show you what I would waste my money on. It's like an investment, though. It's like uh, you know, it's his last touch on ball. It, you know, his legacy and what have you. How about this, huh? How about this for legacy? Is that some war uh, Warhammer thing? Yeah, that's a Primaris Space Marine painted in the uh, Imperial Fist fashion. You'll notice the highlighting on the uh, on the eagle. Uh, it's three different types of red, and then. Oh, you want to see more? You say okay. Uh, you- check out my squad leader, uh, red helmet uh, that gives it away. Dead giveaway. Uh, power fist. Yep, uh, it's pretty. Even painting these like by yourself. Yeah, that's what I've been doing over my uh, spring break and winter break. Uh, again, could have been doing law stuff, but now that I've been in the army, you can say you know I Bullock Ranger School. I learned a little bit about tactics. Uh, didn't learn anything about tactics from being in the first cav ranger regiment learned some Four id didn't learn any but i'm gonna take all of that i'm about to go punk some 14 year olds at games workshop with these you want to see what a good isolation and containment of an objective looks like you haven't seen shit yet kid you just wait i am going to load these things so much on your flank and you're going to have no idea. You're going to be going home and crying when your mom picks you up because you don't have a driver's license because you're not a cool 33 year old. You just have no idea. So if you're listening to this and you think you're good, uh, I got something to tell you, you know, you're not, the dice might be on your side one day, but you can't beat tactics and uh, my tactics are supreme. So come to a games workshop in Northern Jersey, uh, near you. So back to you, Bobby. Yeah. For those that are not, watching us sean was just showing us warhammer figurines that he has painted yes yeah i've i've got a i've got a great tank i've got a dreadnought uh i've got a hero uh i've got a lieutenant and i've got a terminator squad two intercessor squad an eradicator squad they're all put together painted i just need to paint the tank but i am so jazzed up uh to be taking on Literally any any one of the Warhammer races. Uh, I I'm a fan of the Space Marines, but I could get after some Orc filth. Um, if you play Tau, I'm gonna rain down destruction on you all day. Uh, you know, and uh, you know if you're an Eldar fan, I'm not gonna play with you because that's weird, and I don't want to be followed home. None of those words mean anything to me. Well, how do you think I feel when you talk science? You know, and you're talking anatomy. You know, I have no I'm idea what you're talking anatomy. about. You talked anatomy at the very beginning with breast cancer. I had no idea what you were talking about. Oh, that's fair, I guess. But that was like a, you know, you can imagine in your mind's eye what I was talking about. In my, I have no my, idea what you talking about. My, my third eye, I know exactly what you're talking eye. about. That's my favorite, uh, that's my, one of my favorite um, quotes from one of my tendings. He goes, in your mind's eye, just imagine where you're, where you're cutting and just cut down to where you're imagining. And someone should. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, We've been beating around this bush the whole time. And I feel like everybody's wanted our take on it. Because since we stopped podcasting, things have gone from bad to worse in Ukraine. You could almost say that us taking time away from the world, the world got worse. So I think us coming back, we're going to fix everything. But what's your take on Ukraine? I don't know. I don't know 
quite understand what to believe and what not to believe. I think it's a lot of propaganda and like information warfare going around. And like uh, you know, all the Instagram accounts. Um, like I don't know what's what's legitimate, like news or what's legitimate like uh, events. Because I have a hard time believing that like Putin would commit his entire military, or, like you know, the vast majority of his military force to like this operation, and not have the logistical support and like would fall through that horribly on, you know, supporting operations. Yeah, it's it looks horrible. I mean, the the sustainment yeah. uh, piece of this like blew my mind. Especially like it seemed like two weeks ago, people were f- afraid of this forty mile long convoy heading towards Kiev, and then it just stopped dead in its tracks. And there's no way that the Russians anticipated this wasn't going to take, you know, maybe two to three weeks. I, I think the, the, re, the reports, um, that they didn't expect this much, um, you know, of a defense from the Ukrainians is valid, but to the extent that they didn't have supplies for two to three weeks already set aside, yeah, especially when they were already there on the border, just that doesn't, that doesn't seem to make sense. That would be like a huge disastrous error that I can't see, uh, you know, anyone in, in a position, especially that's been so calculated with Chechnya, Crimea, um, and leveraging their position in the world to to make it, you know, such a really early time. No, I agree completely. Like, doesn't quite compute with me, and you know how, like you say, how calculated Russia has been in previous engagements, but then in the Ukraine, just like not having enough gas, where you know tanks are running out of fuel and their soldiers are like hitchhiking to get back to the lines doesn't quite make sense to me Good yeah, I it's think- hard it's hard like i don't i don't know really what to i i think we can all agree that what rush is doing is is wrong um like wholeheartedly against them invading ukraine that's just it's completely uncalled for and unnecessary and then that's putting it you know in the lightest of terms but like all the other reports that are coming out of both CNN, Fox, MSNBC, the New York Times, Vice News, you read it and you go, how much of this can I actually Believe. one filter yeah. and go, okay, this is a legitimate site? Um, especially in light of the fact that what was the New York Times a couple days ago acknowledged that the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing was not Russian disinformation. Um and that, you know, our 50 intelligence individuals that signed a letter uh, objecting to the um, laptop story uh, as being Russian disinformation are now completely wrong. You know, so it's like what how much of our intelligence, how much of our reporting is really flawed or, or missing part of it? And I don't want to sound like an alarmist or conspiracy theorist because that's not what I'm saying. But I don't ever read now and take for face value what the the words on the paper might say. Yeah, and that's kind of a, a disheartening fact, right? That's like, you can't really believe what you see in the media anymore and news sources, and you have to, like, do true, like, find, like, first like first uh, primary account sources of what's going on. Um, well, especially, too, when, when news agencies make a mistake. I think Fox News was reporting about biological weapons in Ukraine, or the U.S. was funding biological weapons research. 
um, and a whole bunch of very conservative, non-mainstream, but nonetheless popular websites started reporting it as if to get out ahead of it are now coming back and saying, oh, no, that was incorrect. But like their edit to their story is like a footnote. It's like it's not a we're going to take five minutes and it's just going to be put up on the screen so that everyone sees it over the course of the next hour. That's how I think people need to adjust their stories. Like so for CNN, when the Juicy Smollett story came back to be completely fabricated, the Hunter Biden laptop came back to not be Russian disinformation. There should be some checks and balances, especially over uh, a regulated um, form of communication on TV, radio, print of saying you have to tell the American people that you are wrong in a very express, very clear uh, manner and not this we're going to bury our own mistake on the maybe the back page of our website like that's disingenuous and that's that's poor journalism. It just goes back to mainstream media. Like it's been trashed for a while now. Yeah. You guys have heard our uh, takes on the mainstream media, but yeah, a hundred percent agreed. It's just like everyone doesn't like to be, of course, like no one wants to be wrong in their reporting, but still it's like, it doesn't, it shouldn't be that big of an ego hit to be like, Hey, we were wrong guys. This is actually the, the real story. Granted, like a lot of this stuff is probably like, you know, it fits a certain agenda and it fits a certain narrative and that's why it's pushed out so hard. But then once it goes against the narrative or the agenda, then, you know, they try to hide that fact, just like, you know, the whole like vaccines, masks and things like that. And COVID. Oh my God. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't even have a, a separate opinion about the, uh, what, what's it called with the, uh, the safety measure of something. Um, it's level of protection to, to prevent death. There's a scientific term I'm thinking off the top of my head. I sound like an idiot right now because I don't know the word. It's not effectiveness. Maybe it is effectiveness. Sure, I'm going to use that this time. You know, like the efficacy. effectiveness, the efficacy. There we see. This is why we have a doctor on the podcast. But the, either the vaccine's efficacy or um, a mask's efficacy. I don't, I don't know if you can put those two together, but. Like to even have a separate opinion on that and not be able to say that if you are in a good health as a young adult, like the whole cancel Joe Rogan issue over COVID, you know, six months ago, the fact that you can't have those conversations on a, a mainstream media platform, I think is really creating tribes within the United States. And it's, it's dividing Americans. It's probably leading to a lot of the apprehension to what the news sources put out and go, I'm going to wait for a couple of weeks until it's either been confirmed by multiple platforms before I form an opinion. But what's really dangerous about Ukraine right now is we are like declassifying as a, a governmental um, entity, like the information we have with you know, Putin's escalation, whether it's staging, whether it's preparing to attack, whether now it's like the chemical warfare um, threat, as if to get ahead of it ourselves as a government. And what I fear that does is it allows the mainstream media to run with it. The government might say, hey, we think that the Russians may be preparing to use chemical weapons. It's like, okay, Uh, mainstream media reports the crap out of that really increases the fears across the country when maybe what the government was citing was preparing to use chemical weapons as like the sixth or seventh 
uh, you know, way in which they could ca- capture a city. Like, you know, how, how could we capture this port city? Well, number one is this. Number two and number seven is our most unlikely course of action, but it would be chemical warfare. And the fact that we're not getting any kind of, um, you know, like a, a defined reason why they'd be doing that is is scary to me in digesting the news because I want – if you're going to say that we're declassifying everything, you need to declassify everything. What was the source of the information coming out of Russia for this recent, you know, uh, concern? Because otherwise it's just – who are we going to believe now? Like, are you, are you just doing like a wag the dog? Um, that was a really good movie back in the nineties. Like, is this a wag the dog moment? Like, I I don't know. And I sure as hell don't want American forces committed off of a theory that was not vetted and, and sourced so that America could make an appropriate decision through the legislative branch. It's like the, uh, it's like Iraq and the WMDs, you know, same, same kind of idea. hundred percent. That's a great analogy. Yeah, um, but I don't Boom. know. I hope I hope your minds are blown. Did you see that? Boom. Because um, I mean, there's obviously you know certain um, certain entities that would appreciate America being pulled into another long term war or another Raytheon, yeah. Boeing. I, here's what should happen: any of these Congress people. I watched Starship Troopers recently, so I'm very much in the Starship Troopers mind. Um, Rico's roughnecks. If you are in Congress and you are of age or have a child that is of age and you vote to declare war or you vote to supply arms to Ukraine, that is a catalyst for the Russians to attack us, you know, kind of like what happened uh, in World War II with uh, Japan and the embargo that we'd put on their the oil production and why they were kind of like, we're going to attack Pearl Harbor now, like see, see what happens. So you, you or your children should be signed up. Like there needs to be some accountability because you can rattle your sabers all you want up there on Capitol Hill. You're completely protected and isolated from anything that happens. You sit in such a position of privilege to be able to levy such harsh words at a foreign adversary when it's, you know, it's soldiers, uh, airmen, marines, sailors, uh, air force. No, what do they call them? Space, space commandos. Force. Space force. Space space marines. Um, <laughs> you know, they're the ones that are going to end up paying any kind of price on this um, because you couldn't either do this from a very mature standpoint or again, you you're so far removed from the tip of the spear that it just it's a talking point. It's a platitude. You know, every November. Uh, for Veterans Day. You know, there's no connection for it for you except trying to get extra votes as being the most patriotic. While you're sitting here, you know, buying and selling stocks and commodities that with the prior knowledge of policies that are going to go into effect in a couple of days, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, the the, the beginning of the, the COVID shutdown, was it like 55 senators and House members that had clear ties to uh, insider trading or there, there's a whole Reddit or TikTok that's just devoted to following Nancy Pelosi's trades. Yeah, I think it was a, it was a Twitter account that was like Pelosi trades or something. And yeah. Apparently but, but, she was beating the S&P 500 and was like outperforming a lot. By a lot, like 66%. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just followed that. 
Yeah, I should have too. If I had money that I was making any in law school, that's what I would have done with it. But that's crazy, though, right? Like, even she had that testimony on um, in front of Congress about you know uh, representatives and trading stock. It's horrible. It, it's a red flag. It's literally like a red flag. But it just goes back to we've clearly got issues within the United States that need to be solved. And I feel like we are just being pulled in directions that keep us from solving the pressing matters that would make the United States better for the sake of a Ukraine, um, for the sake of dealing with a pandemic. Like it just never seems like we can just deal with the United States at once. It's always dealing with something, you know, COVID in China, um, the Olympics and the controversy around that. I just wish we could have a like spring break for the United States. No one has any foreign homework assignments. Uh, everyone can just relax, come back, recharged, and actually solve problems. Or paint Primera Space Marines, which you can get at your closest games workshop. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say like, uh, I mean, that would be the ideal, but that narrative doesn't quite sell in terms of the media, right? Like, it's no. uh, all driven by clicks and you know, um, controversy. So what's the reason why, uh, president Trump was elected The had, I think the media not said, Hey, this is clickbait. And CNN is a hundred percent, uh, you know, culpable in, in getting him elected, whether or not they, they believe so, uh, or, or otherwise, all they did was cover him and they made him a polarizing figure. And so even if you disliked uh, the Democratic Party in, in you know, t- the slightest amount, you were like a 49.999% conservative person, um, you were like all against it and all in for, you know, your tribe's candidate. And, and it's just – it's that lazy type of journalism. I tell you, the, the CNN Global and the other global news networks that cover actual global events are such a better source – of what's going on than the same news cycle over and over again. If, if you watch from Fox and Friends in the morning to the five at night or the CNN, I think it's Aaron Burnett up front, maybe at nine to whatever Anderson Cooper at night, you, you get the same story. There's, there's no difference. They're both reporting just a spin on the same thing instead of talking about actual newsworthy events. And it's just, it's like Marjorie Taylor green. The fact that we're talking about her, even though she is the most, unimpressive member of Congress ever, like not sitting on any committees, hasn't proposed any bills except to have President Biden impeached, literally does nothing except embarrass her district. The fact that she is a household name because networks like CNN have made stories about her just shows you how little integrity they have to the actual newsworthy events to talk about what's going on in Congress. We just passed 14, uh, like $14 billion to go to Ukraine. You know what could have been better spent with $14 billion? How about like, you know, $100,000 to however many thousands of restaurants when COVID shut them down and, you know, people went without pay. Instead of, you know, we're going to print money and, and fake the debt, then do it for America. But, I mean, again, problems in Congress, problems in the news, n- no news story. Yeah, you know, I think it's just... I, I don't know where it comes from, whether it's just trying to jam, you know, their agendas forward or what it comes from, but 
you know, I think there's definitely, like you said, there needs to be like a resetting or like re uh, adjustment of everybody's, you know, goals and, you know, kind of long term views and where we want to go with this country. Because you can argue that like the last like couple of cycles, election cycles, has just been very short sighted. It's all been about like this next election cycle, this next two to four years about getting reelected or getting their party reelected. And then at the, at, the, at the cost of, you know, the future, you mentioned like the inflation and the national debt is skyrocketing. You know, we have gas, like $5, $5 a gallon for gas now. Dude, buy Tesla. I don't know why we're even having this conversation. But the issue with Tesla is like, or EVs in general, is that there's not enough, you know, natural resources and minerals to support an EV-based society. I don't like your position, so I'm going to harshly disagree with you, but without any sources to cite as to why. But, bleh. Yeah. Christina wants to get a Tesla, and I say, you know, sure, but it doesn't, I don't think it necessarily helps that much the environment. I want to, I have a bike. Honestly, we're, we're moving um, out of Jersey City here in a couple, maybe a month, month and a half. We close in our house next week. So, I plan on on biking to work uh, as often as I can in like the good weather months. It'll probably end up being maybe an hour to an hour and a half each way, um, but like to that two or three times a week, and the the roads are relatively safe. But you know, speaking of of being short sighted and your goals, you just had knee surgery. What are your short term goals for lifting and your long term? Because I think the viewers want to know how jacked are we going to get. Uh, yeah, so for those that don't know, I tore my meniscus, I think, back in December. Um, I'm not sure how I did it, but yeah, it's been kind of bothering me lately. So then I got surgery in February, like February the 1st. I had surgery on my knee. They just debrided it. Nothing crazy. It didn't re- reconstruct my meniscus or anything. Just, walked, like, cleaned it up. Uh, so I'm trying to work back and getting my squatting and my legs left back up. It's still kind of sore and that it hurts some days, but... Uh, the range of motion is mostly there, and I'm just working in the strength back and getting the range of motion back to, in terms of my leg. I mean, what are your long-term goals once you get that range of motion back? I don't know. I don't really, I don't really have very high long-term goals right now. I just enjoy being, you know, jacked and tan. Jacked. Well, I know uh, two years ago we were thinking like, what kind of ultra endurance type event could we do, and you were doing like. 20 to 30 mile runs pretty consistently. Um, I, you know, stupidly signed up for an Ironman. Um, I don't think we're going to pick fitness challenges like that. Um, but I like picking like a fitness challenge every once in a while to be, you know, on the wall at least to train for like a 600 pound bench press or, you know, winning world's strongest man. You know, something attainable. attainable. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the word for Cronus fit in 2022 attainable you know what are your goals we'll get you there you know i thought about doing um like competing best ranger um that could be a a could be you know a thing to train for but the only concern is like that would have is like finding a partner to do best ranger and i don't know who would want to do best ranger with me i've got a buddy that's about to finish med school and I think he wants to get out to uh, to Lewis. 
and he's a prior uh, infantry officer, ranger grad. Um, so I'll, I'll send you his, uh, his name uh, offline um, so that you're not following deep down in there, you weirdos. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a super fit dude. Uh, he's been like honor grad of everything he's ever been to. Uh, really great dude. I went to college with him. Um, but if he gets up there, I'd love to see two docs go and do best ranger. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Cause next year is my research year, um, which is like not clinically based. So apparently it's time that you can do whatever you want to do. Well, you could do all the outdoor stuff. I mean, you guys yeah. got the tent, the truck. You have a stove, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, that. I mean, go research like how to live out on the uh, off the grid and survive on bear meat. Yeah, I uh, really sad. I didn't really get to ski much this season. I bought new skis, got a new setup this year, and then haven't even used it because my knees been messed up. So I'm gonna do a lot more skiing next year. Brian will be here next year. That's gonna be awesome. I think about getting. Uh, why don't he, you do? Why don't you do? Oh, because he's a civilian now. <laughs> so it's like do best ranger with him. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, he's a civilian. But uh, might do backcountry skiing now. Back, That's a lot of fun. Getting some backcountry skiing. So lots of outdoors activities to, to focus on. But we'll see about like fitness wise. Yeah, so many activities, and your garage gym looks great too. So, um. You know, easy to pick something and, and go after it. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I, 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 I don't want to commit to it. <laughs> you have a year. You have a year to do this. I'm very uh, not committal right now. <laughs> I don't want to let people down. Don't let the, the viewers down. We Well, we have such a massive YouTube following. I mean... Our th- I think our podcasts have, have generated at least 100 clicks, 100 views. Uh, we we did, though, when we were running the podcast pretty regularly, I think we had gotten up to over, over like, was it 60 or 70,000 listens, which was, you know, we I really appreciated knowing that, you know, people cared to hear what we were saying, um, even though we couldn't think of words like efficacy, you know, off the top of our, our podcast podcast host heads yeah you know the more content you know we probably lost a bit of momentum with uh, those little hiatus but i don't know I think more content. fitness doesn't stop though so people still got after the workouts they just didn't hear our radio voices and luckily neither one of us uh you know um were reliant on on the stream of income from our podcast and all, <laughs> all of the sponsorships that we had from Bang Energy and Gymshark. Uh, they just reached out to us. We we're going to sign a multi-million dollar deal. They're pretty dope. I wouldn't mind getting Bang Contract, like a sponsor for Bang. Oh my God, no, dude. I had a quarter of a can of Bang and like I felt like I was having heart palpitations. Uh, I felt like I was having sweat, but I couldn't sweat it out. It was just being trapped underneath the skin. I felt horrendous. I would, I've had, for instance, five hour or three hour energy. I don't know what the five hour, but yeah, five hour, the two times I've had it, I've thrown up both times. I know not to have it. Bang energy is the same way. Like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me again. After that, I'm just an idiot. Like never again. Yeah. Cause I mean, bang energy is like 300 milligrams of caffeine for one can. Like that's a, 
pretty hefty dose. Usually my like happy spots about like 120, 150 milligrams of caffeine in one sitting. Like, well, that's uh, like the Jim Stepani supplement. I think that's 250 or 300 milligrams of caffeine per scoop. Yeah. But that's delicious. That, that makes my face crawl. I don't have the full scoop, but I've gotten away from having caffeine uh, with coffee for my pre-workout because I just I want that jitter. I'm getting back to like trying to lift really heavy, heavy weight, uh-huh. um, and I just love that. I'm going to start being a power lifter, I think. I've got some sweatsuits. Uh, I'm going to start bringing gummy bears to the gym, um, wearing a belt everywhere I go, and complaining that they don't have any strong man stones and just live that life. I think it's just like an old man at the gym. You know, the old man at the gym that walk around like belts on. And butt naked in the bathroom, even though there's no shower. Yeah, that's like the old man gym yeah, vibe. Yeah, that's going to be me. Yeah, we're we're looking at uh, getting some stuff for the gym at the house. And one of the things I want to get, and we were talking about it a couple weeks ago, was the sandbags. And whether it's like the just the small round sandbag or the tall uh, cylinder shaped ones, or now they have like the strongman Atlas stone shaped ones. I just want to put something in there about 150 to 200 pounds just to be able to pick up over and over again. And just, um, my hand strength is the biggest thing that I think I lost during the Ironman training. Um, my leg strength is coming back, uh, reasonably well, but like just being able to not even hook grip 315 on the bar, was super challenging um and it's only recently that i've been able to hold 405 without a hook grip and it's just that was the most frustrating part is knowing that these hands used to be able to hold something like that and to not have that that strength was uh disheartening to say the least too much typing too much it's exactly what i'm doing i'm doing too much reading too much typing my clients don't need me to be that smart they want to know that i can deadlift yeah same thing at the doctoring you know Patients don't care how good my hands are. They only. In care. fact, I think your hands should be stronger. You need to be able to make those precision cuts and know exactly how much force. So, you know, if God forbid your hands didn't work and I was visiting you and I had to come in and do the surgery for you to be your hands, you could say, Sean, five pound weight. And I would know exactly how much pressure to put in. You could say, Sean, 45 pounds in your hand and I would know exactly how hard to cut that bone to sever it. I mean, that's the kind of numbering system I think the medical community could take over instead of trying to, you know, teach you how to carve up a person. You just relate it to weights. Yeah, I think that'd be a huge miss for a vast majority of doctors. That's not true. I shouldn't say that. Why? Because they don't, they don't, they don't lift or they don't know the numbers. Probably both. But I think some doctors <laughs> in decent shape, but I don't know. Yeah, but the doctors that I always see in decent shape, at least the ones on TV, are always like plastic surgeons, like ear, nose, and throat. I've never seen like a jacked actual surgeon like you. Um, I don't know whether it's like the because I, I know you put in a ton of man hours like studying and actually like doing surgeries. Do you find in your experience that individuals that are maybe lighter on the how do I say this? The dumber doctors, the doctors that do less impressive things are the better in shape ones. Uh, I don't think so. You know, like, um, like internal medicine or like family medicine doctors aren't in that great shape. There are a couple of them that are in good shape, like not many of them. I think it's just like a matter of, um, 
what you're used to, you know, if you're not used to being in good shape, you're not going to become a doctor and get in good shape. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. That I don't feel you at all, actually. I don't know what I'm agreeing with. I, I have no idea what <laughs> what practices you just mentioned. Doctors, that's all I know. Medical people. Yeah, yeah. It's so like if you have a braces and being really in shape, then I think you'll stay in good shape. Um, but if you're not, like, you know, come from a background of being fit, you're not going to uh, want to stay fit or be fit. That makes sense. Yeah. So you went to med school because um, I'm thinking of ways to just make you an even bigger total package. Um, you went to med school through the army. Correct. But you didn't use the GI bill. Correct. Dude, you could get out. You could go to law school. Uh, it's like a three year vacation. You could go like, you could be like that dude who was a Navy SEAL, a doctor and an astronaut, uh, by going and working for Tesla and getting shot to space and then get out and get your law degree. Dude, I'm thinking of so many ways that I can market you. I can make you an NFT. I do hear that uh, um, a very profitable career path is to be like a doctor, practice law or practice medicine for a little bit, then go to law school and then go into malpractice law. Oh, either malpractice because, yeah, you'll... uh, Actually understand it, yeah. Yeah, not only only that and like you'll save on maybe some expert uh, uh, witness costs. Um, but you could also work patent law. So there's a couple of individuals that have their doctorate that are at, uh, law school with me. And that's exactly what they're going to do when they graduate, because you have to pass a separate bar for patent law. Um, and if you have a background in, in something like, you know, chemical engineering or something else that has way too many syllables, but is sciency, like you're going to be a very highly sought after uh, lawyer. So yeah, you should do that. Yeah, also like uh, um, like the medical like uh, device, uh, the device uh, industry is very very lucrative. I am, oh yeah. Uh, as much as I hate to, you know, uh, I do enjoy having breakfast paid for by industry reps. It has no shape, it has no effect on my practice. Putting it out there right now doesn't affect my practice at all, but. I have no problem going out to get food with uh, industry reps. No problem. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a buddy that does medical sales and stuff. And um, I feel like he, he's showing me pictures of whenever he goes to these events. I would buy from him. And I don't know a damn thing about medicine. He's a good-looking jack dude, former ranger. So if he were to tell me that, you know, this plastic scalpel um, from a Lego set was the way to go. I'd pay five million dollars for it. That's how gullible I'd be. Yeah, I know. I I, I am. Uh, I'm okay with industry, you know, affecting the the medicine. No, it's like private practice, man. Like you know, it's a it's a competition. It's you know within the marketplace, someone's got to get ahead. Um, you know, and if the product's good and it does its job, it's like uh, I think people complain with some of the lobbying that goes on in Congress, but I don't think all lobbying is, is necessarily bad if it's going to get something in the hands of, you know, like soldiers, for instance, you Mm -hmm. know, we, we get a lot of gear because lobbyists have gone and been able to push maybe for a certain type of weapon. And that's upgraded our, our military arsenal. And, um, I think generally the lobbying gets a really bad rep. They probably should. 
uh, considering like, you know, the smoking lobbyists, but um, there needs to be some of that kind of, what is it? Not greasing the hands. Is it greasing the tracks? I don't know what the the term is. The Again, hands. I'm a wordsmith today, man. <laughs> greasing the wheels. Greasing the wheels. Yeah, you see, I didn't learn anything when I was mechanized infantry. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Oh, is this my layout? We're good. Okay, yeah, I'll sign for it. Whatever. <laughs> Let's go work out. Yeah, you know, there's probably, like, good and bad aspects to, like, industry and devices. And I think devices get kind of a bad rap because it's such a very lucrative, you know, lucrative practice that, you know, these things are costing thousands upon thousands of dollars. Like, for example, the ones that we had, we actually had a really sweet lab that we did last Thursday. Um, we were doing abdominal wall reconstruction, like, very complex hernias. And then this uh, company you know, brought in fresh cadavers for us to, to use, to, you know, dissect. And, but it was all the, as a a product, uh, rep for this one, uh, mesh, this one biologic mesh made out of pig skin. Um, and it was a way to like try and sell us that, but it's kind of interesting because like a lot of the data is coming out, um, against using biologic meshes and people, so it's like, uh, you know, interesting that they're still going to spend like all this money to, you know, woo us to use their product when a lot of the science and the data says otherwise. So yeah, some support. I mean, I'm fine I with mean, it. Some, someone's wasting their money, you know. Yeah, someone's wasting their money, and that was like, uh, I was like, they had like the, like, uh, the head of like the country's like military sales was here, and like all these other like big wigs for the company were trying to like sell us this product. Yeah, and it's just not good. Yeah. Potentially. Well, well, speaking of something else that isn't good, Spartan races. Uh, this is a promotion. If you've lost money by signing up for Spartan races and you feel like you were robbed of that hard-earned cash, you should contact 1-800-I'M-AN-IDIOT because Spartan races are dumb. If you've signed up for one, turn the radio off. We're not talking to you anymore. We're not friends. I can't stand Spartan races. There is like, it is like the, uh, the prototypical, I'm a tough guy. I'm growing a beard. I've never served in the military, but I have an AR 15 at home and I have the CrossFit plate carrier. And I want to do something where I go, ho, 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 like the beginning of the race and take a six inch jump over flames. Like there's, that is the dumbest. That's, that's dumber than doing airsoft. Like, I do not understand how Spartan races are so popular. They are beyond dumb. Go to a jungle gym down the street and just do a couple of laps and then run through that. Like, why would you ever pay to do something? And the costumes that people wear to these things, I'm on a rant right now, are as bad as like CrossFit costumes were six years ago where people were wearing socks up to their knees because they didn't want their little shins to get nicked by the bar. And they wear the, uh, the bear grip, like muscle up, uh, gymnastics, you know, hand protectors. They wear the big bandana. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I, I saw an ad for Spartan race months ago, just saw it in the notes. Despise it. Do not get it. (laughs) You know, I think I don't necessarily think they're a bad thing. How if are they? Okay, if they're not necessarily day, bad, why are they good? 
because it allows ordinary people with no exposure to you know tough things, something they train for, and to give them an opportunity to express themselves physically in otherwise you know not physically challenging society. But why could I'm mean, like everything they're doing? Literally, like if you lived in Colorado, just go run the bar trail. Because that's literally it's, more challenging. Because it's more fun to like have these obstacles or people there with it. It's like very similar to CrossFit in that regards, in that you know there's a sense of community and physical difficulty in an otherwise not challenging society. Okay, you're convincing me. So here, if you're listening still, you're seeing my mind slowly change. I was really strongly opinionated, but someone with an intelligent counterpoint is now convincing me otherwise. Maybe, maybe I was being closed-minded. Yeah, because it's like, you know, they're, granted, it is like a big corporation and their goal is to get you to buy, you know. Now I'm against it. I'm against corporations. Bobby, spin it back the other way, man. You're losing me. You're losing the audience. But I think the, the idea of it is like, you know, challenge, like, challenging yourself and training for something that is that you normally wouldn't do you know like okay spartan races you have like what like normal civilians that you know never have done military like you said but this is their opportunity to try and do something physically hard that they've never done before and then you know the same reason why people run marathons like why would you run a marathon when you just run 26 miles in your backyard you know that's exactly how i feel that's why I've only run half marathons because... But there's a sense of community and, um, you know, a sense of doing it with somebody else. You have a date. It's like you're training for something. So a lot of, you know, gives people something to do. Bobby, these are great points. I mean, when I ran the Savannah Women's Half Marathon, I thought it was to support women. Found out that it was really only for women. And uh, I was like (laughs) one of the literally only men to run. Uh, I was the number one man to finish, though. Thank you very much. really victorious uh, moment for me. Uh, but it is good to have something on the on the table. The one thing that I appreciate about Spartan Race, and here I am, I'm giving a compliment to the thing that I was just formally against. Now I'm all about Spartan Race. So that's the next thing I'm going to do. Um, I do appreciate how people get like really filthy dirty for it. And they might take forever to do it, and they get it done. It's got a couple different apparatuses, apparatusi, apparati. Apparati. Yeah. It has a different couple apparati. Uh, but whenever I watch like the professional ones where they, like that dude that won Best Ranger, I think twice. And, yeah. It's pretty um, physically impressive. Yeah. It's physically impressive. I just wish the weights were significantly heavier. Whenever they're carrying the sandbag, I think they're saying, oh, this is a 50 pound sandbag. Like, okay, Cool. That sandbag needs to be 150 pounds. Like the sand, the the weights need to be almost equal to like a normal person's weight. Whatever you're doing, if you're gonna be, you know, if you're reflecting a Spartan warrior culture, the weight should be adequate to that that lifestyle. However heavy the shields were, people should be running with a shield. Um, you know, if you're throwing a spear, if you miss. You should have the spear thrown back at you. Like you need to understand life or death seriousness with which King Leonidas trained his valiant Spartans to hold off King Agamemnon. Is that Troy? Who Theseus? Who who is the bad guy in three hundred? It was uh, 
think it was supposed to be Darius. Xerxes? Xerxes. Maybe Xerxes. Xerxes. Yeah. yeah but, which son of Darius? I am a generous god. The son of Darius, which is a real yeah. son of Darius. Yeah, but it's like, you know, I build some danger into it, man. Like, you know, when I did my Iron Man, I got stung by so many jellyfish. Did you know that? Tough. They, I had them flown in specifically to make it a tougher event for myself. You know, if it had been a Spartan race Iron Man, there would have been no jellyfish. In fact, I probably would have been given fins. Okay? Anyway, I don't know how I feel about Spartan races now. Yeah. I mean, I agree that people, and I love that people stay fit and they do something fun. But when I look at a Spartan race and I see the gear that is involved, having lived in Colorado where I could go to, uh, I think it was Ute Park or anywhere on the front range, I, I could have literally set up a Spartan race for like 50 bucks on my own um, and done it. Give me a Sean and Backyard Challenge called the Sean Backyard Challenge. Yeah, yeah. You're going to sign a waiver because, listen, if you throw the spear and you miss, we're going to have a trained spear chucker on the other side. And, you know, let's just say don't miss. No. But, you know, the burpee, the burpees thing, you know, was a, was a thing. I don't know. That, the Spartan races... Because there were Spartan races, uh, Tough Mudders is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was another one way back in the I day. I will say the ones that I cannot support are like the uh, the military boot camp ones. Have you ever seen those ones where they like they get civilians and they like, treat them like they're going through like buds or something for like a weekend? Oh my god! Yeah, or like that's the, SF the ones I, can, I can't get yeah. on that shit. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot get behind that. No, and they, I think some of them pay like ten or $15,000 uh, per slot. Yeah, it's like a... I mean, SealFit does that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love doing the SealFit workouts back in 2010 and 11 and 12. Um, but they had like a SealFit, I think it was called Kokuro, mm-hmm. uh, where Mark Devine would bring it up you know, former bunch of seals that were in the draft phases of their memoirs. So they, they had time before they were trying to sell their stories to Hollywood. Uh, and they'd put them through like a mini, you know, three week buds course where they were doing pushups and the, you know, instructors were spraying water on them and then they'd go down to the beach and they do flutter kicks in the cold water. Like that's just, that's, if you want to do something to that extreme that badly, like just sign up and join at that point. Yeah. Um, did somebody die just, for one of those things? I think someone recently died at Buds or finished finished uh, the first phase or the Hell Week. Um, died and then someone else was hospitalized pretty badly. No, maybe like in like one of those seal fit things, like somebody died at one of those camps. Oh, I I did not know. Let me. I do remember seeing something like that, and that's why seal fit's been like kind of not in the the gestalt. Oh, well, let's see. Seal fit Kakuro death. Uh, or maybe like oh, seal fit death. Uh, yeah, there was a lawsuit and it was a wrongful death action. Um, and I guess, yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, dude was 31 died. Uh, back in maybe 16 or 17. Yeah, I don't know. It's a 50 hour. I, here's more information. It's a 50 hour strenuous fitness event uh, organized by SealFit. 
Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read. I had never heard of that. Yeah. Um, yeah I stopped. Yeah. I, I stopped following Silfit uh, when they started making you pay for their services. It's like it's actually one of the reasons I remember when we were talking uh, about starting Cronus Fit now almost five years ago, which is nuts. It's like we didn't want to put a paywall on it uh, specifically because I remember how frustrating it was going like these workouts are great, but they're not worth $10 a month or $15 a month. Like there's a ton of, you should have access to fitness for free. Anyways. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Oh, let's see. There was a whole list of things. How do you not remember this? I don't know. Um, we talked about, uh, Dave Castro got fired. I'm still blocked by his Instagram. Unbelievable. Just because he loves Brooke Wells. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I make one joke about that on Instagram and I'm I'm forever blocked by uh, CrossFit's Lord and Savior. Well, no longer either. No longer. No. no longer yeah. Affiliated. His no longer affiliated because uh, I guess people didn't like him playing the Riddler on open announcements and what a koi fish meant to the to the workout. <laughs> Oh, they still did that shit this year. Did you see that? Oh, they I didn't see that. No. They did like Instagram like pictures of hints, some shit. I was like, this is very Dave Castro esque. Not nearly as good as Dave Castro's. I, I hope Dave Castro and like Josh Bridges get together and start something. Because I would legitimately be interested in following that. I mean, Dave Castro was an instructor at Buds. Uh so the the, the dude had an awesome military career. Josh Bridges, Navy SEAL. I loved watching Josh Bridges when he had a YouTube series where he's putting out something like almost every single week. Um, I thought he still does that. No, he might still. I just I haven't been watching. Yeah. Um, but like, if the two of them were to get together and create like a a seal fit esque program, Josh Bridges has like a like a military prep. Work Damn it, dude! You're not helping me here. I did no research before I started this segment. If the two of them got together. I would 100% uh, be interested in following along with something like that, especially from a like a Navy-centric focus. Um, I mean, I, I, I appreciated Dave Castro's bluntness with the way that he approached the CrossFit community. Um, you know, I didn't like how Greg Glassman and CrossFit wanted to make it, like, attainable for everybody uh-huh. um to make the games like i i don't tune in to watch the crossfit open or to see the workouts so that the 50 year old at the other side of the gym can participate it's like the reason why once you get old in the nfl i don't want you playing i want to see the youngest toughest people hitting each other um it's like that for the crossfit games i want to see the biggest strongest fastest people compete every year and i feel like at least dave promoted that it wasn't so much of this where we should film something with an old person picking up a paint can in their home because that's going to be their workout in their living room. Like, no, it's not. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do CrossFit because of that. I wasn't thinking of my Nana. I don't even call my Oma Nana. I call her Oma, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Cause like, uh, that was like one of the big, you know, criticisms of CrossFit is that, you know, back in the day when it first came out, it used to be like this, like dirty, grungy, like basement dungeon type gym. Yeah. Go people. to an underpass and somebody yeah. brought their weights. And then it used to be like about like you know how tough you would be and like doing all these crazy workouts and then now it's all about like inclusivity which whatever. I I just don't know how that promotes 
the fitness aspect of it. It's like you're, you you want to change your messaging, whatever that. I mean, you're a company, do whatever you want. But people were interested in you because you are such a brutal fitness organization. Yeah. Like yeah. you knew you were going to go get crushed. I don't care who I'm working out next to. It's like when they had the CrossFit Games out, and I think they took them to Camp Pendleton, and they made them do like a 12 or 13 mile run um, on the backside of of some workout. Like that's awesome. They need to bring back those kind of gritty events, not the marathon row. Like a you literally can't go anywhere because you're in the middle of nowhere. You better finish this race, right? Because it's an out and back course, or it's a single loop course, and you're going to be further from the start you know, every foot you take until you hit a certain mark. Like, that's what I want to see at a CrossFit Games. And now we have, I don't even remember what they did last year for CrossFit Games. I don't even remember CrossFit Games anymore. I don't really follow it too much anymore, either. I, I, I don't remember CrossFit. watching it last year. The I think there was a cool one two years ago with Matt Fraser when, when Vellner fell off the obstacle course. That Like, Cole Sager won the event, and they had the battle, you know, Battle carry, battle buddy carry, that drag. Was like four years ago. Is that how long? It, oh my god, yeah, I'm that old. Yeah, the car that. That was like four or five years ago. It was like 2017. Wow. Or 2018 maybe. Definitely pre-COVID. Definitely pre-COVID. Like they should take the CrossFit Games to Iceland. Like jump off this waterfall if you live. <laughs> pick up this heavy ass stone. If you don't break your back sharpen your axe and throw it at the mountain if the mountain catches it he gets a free shot back at you again we're bringing back you know the opposite side of the coin if if you're staying fit to to fight you got to take the repercussions of not hitting your target spartan race you hearing me you should just go join spartan race as a uh advising member i should they really need my my help there we could. We're, we're gonna. With my help, they're gonna go just above what they ever could have done before. Yeah, Christina's actually apparently like the the dude that the CEO of like a uh, Spartan race, or whatever. Christina like got his book or something, and apparently her she says that his book is pretty, um, pretty good. I don't doubt it, man. You don't grow something that big, um, and become that successful and be an unintelligent or uninspiring person like the the dude that started WeWork. Um, has a new show out with Anne Hathaway, whatever it's on, uh, Apple TV. Um, Hulu had a big documentary about him, and, uh, you know, he started this company where you could, you, you essentially rent a desk at a workspace and that it's this about this community. Uh, it wouldn't, he's like an inspiring dude and he, he, he was a grinder and he got stuff done when, he was, you know, everything was stacked against them. Like that, like people have interesting stories and when they make something happen, like, you know, you want to hear about it. So I, I don't doubt that the guy from Spartan race is a cool dude. He just needs to have more blood and guts involved in his events. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Christina was saying that he apparently like adopted like 10 or 15 kids or something. And that his like, um, you're making hating Spartan race like yeah. so much harder. He talks about like in his book about how important it is to like ch- physically challenge the kids and give them like a sense of purpose or something for their development or something like that dude speaking about kids um my former s3 when i was at uh carson um had a son that did jujitsu and he told him before uh you know like an open role he said hey if you don't lose a single match uh 
I'll take you to Toys R Us afterwards. And the kid beat the shit out of every single kid. And then in front of all the parents from the mat, pointed at his dad and went, toy. (laughs) That is like how I'm going to approach being a parent. Like I want, like I want my son to just dominate in a respectful way, like not in an arrogant way. I'll be arrogant about it. I want him to just go ham on, on physical fitness and mental power, obviously physical and mental prowess, mental prowess. Yeah. And so that he knows what efficacy is without needing a doctor. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Suicide Squad 2 was really good, but that came out months ago. Peacemaker? Have you watched it yet? Peacemaker, great show. Oh my God, great Finally. show. Yeah. That show. DC is coming back. Like, those are the kind of movies DC needs to make. Get rid of Ben Affleck, who, see how we wrap this in? He was in the last uh, duel. So, like, we bring everything together on this podcast. Oh, you're an idiot. It was a great movie. I think it's on HBO. With Adam Driver. Yeah, it's on uh, HBO. Free Guy was another great movie. Uh, Our Flag Means Death with Taika Waititi. Great show on HBO. I'm rewatching The Sopranos for like the fifth or sixth time. (laughs) I got through the first season of that. That was uh, really good. I love... uh, I, I love that whole, like, it, it's just like a, vi- there's some violence in it. Like when he goes and he's taking his daughter to do the college visit and he just strangles that dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my God. But Steve Van Zant, who plays um, one of his, you know, like, is it the Gambinos? Is that was the, or is that's a real, that's a real crime family. Yeah. Um, I can't remember him, but Steve Van Zant was the, he's the guitar player for Bruce Springsteen, but he, he has a, a band called uh, Little Steven. So good. Um, it's just good, like, Jersey rock if there is a thing, but you wouldn't understand because you're not from Jersey any longer. I, I do miss Jersey, I will say. I miss I miss having good... Because uh, you and I were talking about, like, um, coming up with new ways to, like, increase our, our income streams, diversify our income streams. Only fans. Uh, <laughs> she pitched uh, we should open up a Rita's Waterized franchise out here. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, you got a bunch of grungy people out there. Yeah, I was like, I don't think water ice would be very um, weed water, very profitable. That'd be interesting. The thing is, like, uh, nobody understands what water ice is outside of like, you know, you're not even states. saying it right. It's water ice. Yeah, nobody understands what water ice is outside of two different outside of like New Jersey, New York, and like Delaware. Yeah, nobody else knows what it is. No, what could you start as a if you're listening to this still and you think we have an idea for a business, I say we as in I'm part of your your business energy minds, um, send it to us and we'll consider opening it. This is like Shark Tank, Cronus yeah. Tank. Other thing was like uh, starting like a food truck and like doing like like a Jersey like East Coast based food truck, which I think would be terrible, like you know, like cheesesteaks or people eat too healthy out there, man. No, like, they don't. It's a, it's kind of interesting. There's a you'd have to be using like squid ink in your bread and all the other weird ingredients, mushrooms. It's not a weird ingredient, but like yeah, I was like, it's not really weird at all. Yeah, but truffle, yeah. a lot of truffle. The other thing about doing like a food truck or something just to start, you know, diversifying our income streams. That's cool. I don't have those. 
that that uh creative creative link in my brain yeah just because she's uh she's reading rich dad poor dad um and that's one of the things they talk about in rich dad poor dad is like diversifying income hmm. i'm actually looking uh at installing and building my own kitchen cabinets that's so maybe that's how i'll diversify i'll be a a cabinet maker a contractor general contractor no, 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 just a cabinet maker. I'm going to specialize in shaker cabinets, and that's it. That'd be very lucrative, actually. Dude, it is beyond expensive uh, how much like a really nice set of cabinets costs if you need them custom-made oh, yeah. compared to you might spend 600 bucks on the wood total uh, for your own cabinets, and if you don't have a table saw, um, a miter saw, or like a jigsaw, like, you know, you're spending a couple hundred there, too, but... Y- the installation and everything easily saving yourself minimum 8k but then you have to do it yourself though yeah but but like once you get the cuts in and you build like a carcass and if you have a router table um and you know what measurements are you can make them relatively quickly uh and you know the course i mean i say that having not done it yet but like i'd say three or four weekends i could have all my cabinets made and then you can hang them and and set them up pretty quickly. The stuff I can't do though is like the countertop side. I need that from a specialty store. Yeah, like granite. Yeah. Yeah, or human skin. That's going to be really hard to source. Oh, I got you right there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Send me that contractor uh, dude that was trying to sell you uh, pigskin supplements. All right. Um, with that, um, I think we'll close it off. Uh, any last. Uh, thoughts john good to be back it is nice to be back and it'll be another couple weeks when we do this again so (laughs) (laughs) we're back back (laughs) all right guys uh hope you guys have a great week catch you guys next time peace later